0: can conquer whatever is going on in your life. He is God. He is eternal. Thank you, praise team. God bless you. Love you. What a great, what a great job. What anointed singing. My, my, my. Thank you for all your hard work, your practice, your labor, everything. Thank you so much. We're turning to the book of Matthew chapter 28. We're going to be reading verses... 18 through 20, for our launching uh, scriptures here today. To our guests, we welcome you. We're so thankful that you are with us at the Sanctuary of the Palm Beaches. And uh, no, this is not our normal setup, but close. And thank the Lord we only have to go through this once a year. And uh, they'll finish this out today. And this thing, this will all be gone and we'll be back to our normal setup. Uh, by next uh, by next Sunday, invite you to come back and be with us. However, it's you know it's kind of inviting. It's Caribbean, I think. I think that's what that is. Caribbean. Something. Oh, there it is. There it is. Dominican is uh, 225 miles that way, according to them. No, that way. Cuba, 639 miles. Puerto Rico, 606. Mine is 537 miles. All right. Well, we have been having a wonderful time around here with the Word of God. Last Sunday, uh, we, the Lord, blessed and touched us on a message concerning repentance. If you were not here, I encourage you to go to the Facebook or our, our YouTube channel, the Sanctuary of the Palm Beaches, Facebook, Sanctuary of the Palm Beaches, Uh, to the website, sanctuaryofthepalmbeaches.com, and the uh, podcast is there. However you want to listen, view, I encourage you to listen to that message about repentance and find out that repentance is more than just uh, saying a few words uh, to the Lord. But uh, repentance is a life, isn't it? It's a life. We live the life of uh, repentance. And we are we are going to be teaching today. Pastors going to try to slow down a little. I know that's difficult for me anyway, but we'll work on it. And I want to talk about baptism. Our theme for the year of 2019 is all things together. Everybody say all things together. And one of the things that the Bible commands us to do, we taught on this a couple of Wednesday nights ago, And that we are to have the same mind and that we are to uh, understand the word together and to speak with one voice and to go forth with not our doctrine but the doctrine of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We live in a day when even the word doctrine is almost a religious cuss word. It's a shame because Paul the Apostle said to Timothy, when he wrote to Timothy, that he said, teach the doctrine whereby you and those that hear you shall be saved. You cannot be saved without doctrine. What is doctrine? Well, doctrine is just simply the teachings of the Word of God. But that's the religious world we live in today. They want to do away with the teachings of God's Word and everybody just walk around in some kind of little halo heaven loving everyone. That's not how it works. God came to this earth to redeem you because you are filthy and you are outcast and you are full of sin and it takes his blood and it takes calvary and it takes his love and it takes repentance and you're going to find out today it takes baptism if you're going to get in this thing and then it takes a walk with God this isn't a free load you got to walk with him it requires sacrifice all right that's all right i'll get i'll get going i'll never get here matthew chapter 28 verse number 18 And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Verse number 19 is a command from the Lord Jesus Christ. Go you therefore and teach all nations. Say all nations. Say that means everybody. Not just the Jews. That's one of the common teachings today, that baptism was just for the Jews, so that they would accept Jesus Christ as their Messiah. Well, I got news for you. Everybody needs to accept Jesus Christ as their Messiah. Now, don't go dead on me. If I open my mouth, it's truth, because I'm going to be in the book, and I'm going to give you enough Scripture to go home and study and look through it. In fact, I hope that's exactly what you do. Don't take the preacher's word for it. That's what's wrong with religion today. Everybody goes home thinking the preacher has delivered truth to them. It's your responsibility to get in that book and find out if the preacher preached truth. Go you therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name. Everybody say name. We'll get to that later, singular, but there's a name. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. What is my responsibility? What is your responsibility? Just to tell them to love Jesus? No. Our responsibility is to teach them to observe all. All things that Christ has commanded you, and see, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. And everybody say, Amen. Put your Bibles down. Let's ask for the anointing of the Lord to touch our minds today, and that we would open our hearts and our minds to the Word of God. Father, we come to you. We thank you for the divine Word of God. Lord, we cannot go wrong in your Word. I pray for wisdom. I pray for understanding. I pray that our minds would be illuminated and opened. That our spirits... Would, would understand our hearts would receive, Father, in the wonderful name of Jesus. Lord, we come against every spirit that would try to hinder and speak lies today. We bind it by the blood. We plead the blood. Loose your word today. Let it go forth and accomplish that which it was sent to do. We ask it in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Everybody say amen. I want you to turn to two or three people and tell them, I've been baptized in Jesus' name. Have you? Turn to somebody else. I've been baptized in Jesus' name. Have you? Amen. What a great God we serve. So Matthew 28 and 20 records what we call today the Great Commission. Jesus Christ commanding his disciples to go forth to teach all nations. But not only to teach them, but to baptize them in the name. That is the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Mark also records the Great Commission. Mark 16 and 15. And he said to them, go, You into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Look at verse 16. He that believes, everybody say and, say even, say also. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believes not shall be damned. In both places, in the book of Matthew as well in, as in the book of Mark. Both places we notice that with the great commission of the plan of salvation, baptism is mentioned. Somebody explain to me from the offset today why that nearly every message in the Word of God preach includes Baptism. Yet we live in a day today when you can nearly 95% of every church in America will not mention baptism today. But I will tell you, you are in a congregation that you will hear about it. It will be preached to you, it will be taught from the Word of God to you, and you will know without a doubt that before you leave here today, you need to be baptized in the name of of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. Somebody, come on, put your hands together for the Lord. Both Matthew and Mark mention baptism. Matthew relates the process of being baptized to the making of disciples. Mark connects baptism to the plan of salvation. Either way, it is obvious that baptism was of the most importance to Jesus Christ. In fact, he himself was baptized even though he did not need it because he had no sins to be remitted but he was baptized and he told John let it be done that all righteousness might be fulfilled so we find here maybe some common questions concerning baptism what is or how should baptism be applied is it pouring out is it sprinkling is it immersion is baptized baptism in water or is it just of the spirit what is the purpose you may ask and there could be questions is it for the remission of sins or is it because sins have already been remitted is it to be saved or is it just a public confession and then who should be baptized? Should it be infants? Should it be just anyone or there conditions in order to be baptized? Should I be re-baptized? What if I was baptized as an infant? What if I was baptized uh, uh, for the wrong reason? What if I sinned greatly since I was last baptized? All of these are questions that you will hear when it comes to the subject of baptism. And I want to tell you that they're all answered right in the precious word of God. These and many other questions are often asked concerning this subject. Let's dive into the word of God. Let's look at it. Since baptism was indeed a command by Christ. Somebody say God commanded it. It is certainly, therefore, worth my and your attention to look at it, to study it, to see what the Word of God has to say about it. Forget about religion. Forget about tradition. Forget about what mom or dad or grandpa or great-grandpa or some third uncle on your fifth removed cousin side may have said. The only one that matters is Jesus Christ. And the only foundation that we have uh, is the teachings uh, of the Word of God. What do you say we put everything aside and we get in the book and we find out what the book says? Uh, Because whatever the Bible says, uh, that's what I want to do. Why? Because God said, when I stand before Him, I'm going to be judged by the Word. I can't stand up in the, up in front of God and say, well, this is what my pastor taught me. This is what uh, grandma taught me. This is what my religion taught me. The Lord said, going to look at you and say, you had access. You had the word. It was your responsibility. You're judged by the word. This is what my word said. it is my attention to intention today as your pastor to glean from the word of god what is actually taught on the subject of baptism it is a shame as i said earlier that i stand before you and i'm going to take an hour of your time if not a little more to lay out baptism so that you can see it in the word of god it's a shame that we live in a generation where the majority of all religions will stand before you and say baptism is just symbolic it really doesn't mean anything it doesn't matter if you're baptized Friend, I'm here to tell you, Jesus didn't do it for nothing. He didn't, he didn't command it for naught. He died on a cross and shed his blood that your sins can be remitted. And then he tells you and me they are remitted through baptism. Don't take this subject lightly. Don't brush it off. It is a heaven or hell issue. It is my prayer that you and I will have the mindset of those of Berea in Acts seventeen and eleven. These were more than mobile mobile. Uh, noble than those of Thessalonica the Bible says in that look look at this they received the word of God with readiness of mind they searched the scriptures daily whether those things be so it is my prayer that this is us today preach to me preacher let me hear the word give me the Bible I'll go search it out I'll look into it and if it's for me, I'm going to do it because the Bible said to do it. To receive the word of God with all readiness of mind. To search out the scripture. I want to look at how today how the apostles carried out the great commission that Jesus gave them you may ask the question why are you concerned about how the apostles fulfilled the commandment of Jesus Christ I'm going to show you why it is something that you and I need to pay attention to look at Luke chapter 4 chapter 24 in verse 44 and Jesus said unto them the these are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Look at verse 45. Then open he the their understanding that they might understand the scriptures Jesus opened the understanding of the disciples that they might understand the scriptures and said unto them verse 46 thus it is written and thus it behoved Christ to suffer and to raise from the dead the third day and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all all nations beginning at Jerusalem and ye are the witnesses of these things and behold I send the promise of my father upon you but tarry ye in Jerusalem until you are endued with power from upon high the glory of God came upon the disciples he opened up their mind that they might understand all scripture what that tells you and I is we need to go into the book of Acts we need to go into the epistles we need to find out how the apostles interpreted and fulfilled the teachings of Jesus Christ because they were the only one who had their minds opened not the pope not your pastor not any television evangelist or any prophet out there. It was the apostles. And when they fulfilled the word, it was set in stone. This is what Jesus meant. This is how you do it. This is the proper interpretation, the proper fulfillment. This is how you obey it. I wish I had a little more. Am I preaching apostolics today? Do you believe this message? Why don't you let somebody near you know you believe what pastor's preaching? (laughs) Problem around here, you're so used to eating steak, it's common. Well, he didn't cook it just right today. All right. I'll get back. I don't have a lot of time. So we're going to look at just a, we can't, of course do it all. you'd be here forever. but we can look at a few. We're going to look at Simon Peter and why is he important? Somebody yell it out. He had the keys. Simon had the keys. He opened up he opened up the door of salvation to the Jews. He opened up the door of salvation to the Samaritans. And he opened up the door of salvation to the Gentiles. Chapter 2, chapter 8, and then chapter 10. The door of salvation was opened up through him because Jesus Christ gave him the keys to the kingdom. Actually, he gave him the keys of the kingdom. There's a difference. I can give you the key to my house. That means you have my front door. If I give you the keys of my house, that means you can get in every room, you can unlock every safe, you got the keys to everything. Uh, somebody, Somebody should have caught that. This is more than just getting in. We got, God's given us access to everything in the kingdom. So Simon Peter preached on the day of Pentecost. We know that. It was the first sermon of the gospel ever preached. Now now surely you must believe somehow, somewheres in your mind, in your spirit, that the very first message preached after the ascension of Jesus Christ and the outpouring of the Holy Ghost had to have some significance to it. Simon Portent, and this is the first go- first sermon preached uh, uh, of the gospel and Simon Peter preaches the death burial and the resurrection the men gathered around in acts Chapter 2, verse 37, the Bible says they were pricked in their heart. And they said, Peter, what is it that we need to do? Look at the words of Simon Peter in verse number 38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This is what I love about this Watch this Look at verse number 40 And then what was their response After Simon preached The death burial resurrection After he quoted Acts 2.38 Or preached Acts 2.38 Then in verse 40 And many other words did he testify And exhort Saying what 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 So whatever he preached, it's got something to do with your salvation. He said, save yourselves from this untoward generation. Look at verse 41. And they that gladly received his word were. What? What? Somewhere in that message they understood that If I'm going to be saved, I've got to be buried in the name of Jesus Christ. Woo! (laughs) That was their response to the message. They believed and they were baptized. Now we got to ask ourselves a question. He said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, for the remission of sins. Now, now, there are doctrines out there that will tell you that word means because of. Because your sins have already been remitted, then you need to be baptized. And they say that because he said repent and be baptized, that when they repented, their sins were remitted. And baptism, what's just an outward show of an inward conversion? Huh? That's the doctrine. But look at Matthew 26 and 28. For this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many. What's he say? For the remission of sins. Now, what's Jesus saying here? I'm going to go to Calvary, I'm going to shed my blood because your sins have already been remitted? Or was he saying, it's necessary for me to go to Calvary and shed my blood in order to have your sins remitted? Come on, I need some help here, you're not helping me. Acts 2.38, repent and be baptized, every one of you. Why? for in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins not because they're already remitted but because if you're going to get them remitted it's going to be in the name of Jesus Christ it's where the blood is applied there is no remission without the shedding of the blood when you go in the water it is the death the blood is applied sins are remitted when you come out it is the resurrection the old man stays down the new man now you need to stay with me because I'm in the book I'm trying not to stray but I just get upset with some of the stuff I hear they'll get up there and they'll say well now that's not really what Peter meant Well, pray tell me, sir, 2,000 years later, what gives you the authority to decide what he means? And if you have that right, everybody has that right. And if everybody has that right, then there is no truth. There is no truth. Truth is whatever you believe. That is what has happened to religion today. Everybody trying to tear the Bible apart because they do not want to just simply obey what it says. You're more in love with religion than you've ever loved Jesus Christ. You're more in love with tradition than you have ever loved him. Religion didn't die for you. Tradition didn't die for you. Man has had 2,000 years to mess this thing up. And they've done a good job. But thank God, God preserved his word that if you are hungry, if you desire, he will open your eyes. He will pull the scales of religion off and you will see truth. Let's worship the Lord for a moment. Come on, help the preacher. You guys got to understand, I'm fighting demons right now. The devil doesn't want this out. This is going on Facebook. It's going on YouTube. It's going on our website. Thousands will view it. The devil hates this kind of preaching. He'd rather me just get up and tell you, all you got to do is love Jesus and let you die and burn and go to hell. Because Jesus said, if you love me, you'd keep my commandments. You can't worm out of this, buddy. God's got this thing wrapped up, trust me. You better let religion go. You better let childhood religion go. You better forget about how you were raised. None of that matters. I wasn't raised in this. And I hated the people that tried to tell me truth. But I loved God. And because I loved him, I was able to push through tradition. I was able to push through mama. I was able to push through religion. I was able to push through it all and get in this book and find truth. And because I found it, my sisters found it, my brother found it, my mother found it. Somebody's got to obey the word. Somebody's got to break the chain of religion and tradition and get in the book. Now, being baptized is conjoined with the word repent. He said repent and be baptized. Both are commanded for remission of sins. If you get baptized without repenting, you go down a wet center and you come up a wet center. I'm sorry, you go down a dry center. Unless you spilt your beer on you. And you come up a wet sinner. Your sins, your baptism is connected to your repentance. Both must be a part of the experience. It's wrong to baptize somebody that has not gone through repentance. Baptism's too important. You've got to know they've asked God to forgive them of their sins. And they've laid it out before Him. And they have a desire to walk with Him. Because it is only in the experience of repentance that you will truly experience what baptism is about. When you repent, it's like putting a spiritual dagger in the heart of the old carnal man. And the old man is dying. He put him down in the grave. And that's where he stays. But the new man comes up. They'll come out of that water and they'll say, my, I feel so light. The burden is off. You walk around for days loving everybody. You forgot about anybody doing you wrong. Why? Because God washed away your sin. Worship the Lord for a moment. Let's just praise Him. We're commanded to do both. Simon preached that message to the Jews. He unlocked the door to the Jews. Made his way. Samaritans, we'll touch later if we can get to it. 10th chapter of the book of Acts, verse 44 on down. He makes his way to the house of Cornelius. And he preaches to the Gentiles. Following his sermon in the book of Acts chapter 10. Verses 45, or a little sooner than that, on down through verses uh, 48. The Bible tells us that Simon Peter commanded them to be baptized. Now, I want to show you that this baptism is not spiritual baptism. It is water baptism. religious world today tells you That when the Bible talks about baptism, it's just spirit. But the Bible tells us in the 10th chapter of the book of Acts that because because Peter saw that the Holy Ghost had fallen upon Cornelius and his household, how did they know that? The Bible tells us, For they heard them speak with tongues. We're not going to get into that today. But the way they knew that they'd received the Holy Ghost is the Bible says they heard them speak with tongues. It's the evidence of receiving God's Spirit. It was after they were baptized with the Spirit that Simon said, Can any, verse 47, can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized? It makes it very plain that it was not just a spiritual baptism that Peter took them, put them down in the water in the mighty name of the Lord, and they were baptized baptized in Jesus name for the remission of their sins I'm going to tell you how important baptism is God had already filled them with his spirit they were already talking in tongues as the Spirit gives him the utterance. Well, you think that'd just be good enough? It's where, it's where the religious world stops. Well, if God gave you His Spirit, that must be good enough. If God, if you repented and accepted Him, that must be good enough. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. It's his word. He said, those that believe in me. You say, well, how? If, if they had to still be baptized, how or why did God give them the Holy Ghost when he knew they still needed to be baptized? Because the Lord had already prophesied that in John chapter 7, verses Verses 37 and 38, he said, he that believeth on me out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. This he spake of the Holy Ghost, but it had not yet been given, right? For all you quizzers, I know I'm not getting the these down now, a thousand and but I'm getting close. It hadn't yet been given because he had not yet been glorified. Jesus said right there, to receive this spirit, all you have to do is believe when you repent of your sins and you believe and you trust in Him He will fill you with His Spirit but it does not mean that you are not to obey His command of salvation it was Jesus that said repentance and remission of sins will be preached in my name it was time it was Jesus that told them to go and teach and preach baptism. And when Peter preached it, he said, Repent, be baptized, and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. If God is kind enough to give you the Holy Ghost before you're baptized, it doesn't mean that you do not need to obey His Word. In fact, I'm going to put another layer of weight upon you. The Bible tells us that when the comforter comes, when the spirit comes, he will lead us into all truth. At least somebody without the Holy Ghost can stand before God and say, God, I never got that revelation. I never knew that truth. But those of you that have received the gift of the Holy Ghost, you have no excuse because God's been trying to pull you. God's been trying to lead you. God's been trying to show you. But you're still too stuck on tradition you're stuck on self-righteousness you're stuck on yourself I'm saved bless God I'm okay you better get in this book I know I'm preaching it hard but I'm trying to get to you I'm trying to break that shell I'm trying to get in your thick head God has called you today to be baptized in his name Come on let's love him Let's love him Let's praise him We praise you Jesus I need to move on Paul the apostle preached baptism He wasn't part of the initial 12 He was taught later By Jesus Christ himself that's what makes it so amazing that he baptized in Jesus name. Cuz even by then tradition and religion had started begin to float around. Your Judaizers were coming down from Galatia preaching doctrines that Paul called later another doctrine and said yet there is not another doctrine. They began, false doctrines began to spread. Why? Because of tradition. They wanted to hold on to tradition. They wanted to hold on to religion. And they were unwilling to let go of some of the Mosaic laws, which were typologies of Jesus Christ. And God came and he fulfilled the allegories, the shadows, and the types that were of the Old Testament and they were unwilling to let these things go. And they began to form all kinds of false doctrines. Paul the apostle came out of that. But in the desert somewheres, Jesus Christ taught him himself. And out of that came Paul, baptizing in the name of Jesus. Preaching the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Preaching baptism. It's a miracle. In Acts chapter 16, verse number 13. And on the Sabbath, we went out to the city by the riverside where prayer was wont to be made. And we sat down and spoke to the woman which resorted thither. And a certain woman named Lydia. Watch this verse. A seller of purple of the city of Thyatira which. What? What? She Was a worshiper of God. It did not make her saved. It's time to deal with reality. Her and the mother of Jesus. Had to come through the same pattern. That God laid down. Repent. Be baptized in Jesus name. And receive my spirit. That was really, really weak. You are surprised just how bound we are by spirits of tradition. And you you need to be surprised about how much the adversary has closed your hands and your mind and shut your mouth by intimidating you from the things of this world the government and 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 politicians and 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 people of high social order calling you a, a bigot and a hater because you have the guts to stand up and say that Jesus Christ is the only way we are not haters we are lovers of every soul of man. We love the Muslims. We love the Hindu. We love them all. But every man must confess Jesus Christ or he will die in his sin. Come on, put your hands together. You need to stand up. Quit being a wet noodle. Quit being weak. Quit being embarrassed. Quit being ashamed. Quit tucking your head. Quit hiding in the shadows. Jesus Christ is the only hope that this world has. We need to stop letting religion and tradition push us around. The word of God is true. It will outshine deception. If they are hungry, they will feel the pull of God's word upon them. She was a worshiper of God. She heard us preach, Paul said, whose heart the Lord opened. Don't you see what this Bible is saying? She was a worshiper. Listen, if she had not been a worshiper of God, she had never been in the position to hear the word and receive the word. And God opened her heart. So we're not here to knock anybody. Listen, I was a Baptist. I was raised a Baptist. I I thank God for every sermon. I thank God for every Baptist altar. I cried my eyes out in. I thank God for every time I felt God's presence in those Baptist services God is in the Baptist church God is in the Catholic church God is in the Presbyterian church God is in all of these churches wherever his word is God is I don't care if you believe that or not it's the truth God is there reaching for the hungry. And someone there who is a true worshiper of God. He will eventually lead them somewhere. Where they can hear this kind of preaching. Where they can hear that they need to be buried in the name of Jesus. And if they're a true worshiper and they love Him. He will open their heart. (laughs) And the Lord... I love it, whose heart the Lord opened that she attended to the things which were spoken of Paul the apostle. How do we know that Paul preached, that Paul preached about baptism? She did the things Paul preached. Verse 14 says, verse 15, and when she was, what, what, he must have preached baptism He never preached without preaching baptism. In fact, I don't have these verses in my note, so I'll just say them. Uh, Acts 19, verse 1. Go there real quick. And it came to pass, while apostles at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples. Keep going, all the way to verse 6. Not yet, not yet. He said unto them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? They said, we have not so much as heard whether there be any holy Ghost. What did he say? What? He said, what? How then were you baptized? That's Paul's way of saying it. it is impossible for you to have been baptized in Jesus' name. And not have heard about the Holy Ghost. Why? Repent. Be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the mission of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of. You see, it's the plan of salvation. It just all goes together. That's the reason why this world is full of churches who are not receiving the Holy Ghost. Because they are not baptizing in the name of Jesus. They're baptizing in their own formula they're doing it their own way you better hear this preacher and the moment you remove the name of Jesus Christ everything else goes with it it just walks right out of that church his righteousness his holiness his spirit it just goes right out why because you have cast aside his name that's why they're not being buried in the name of Jesus it's why they're not receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost he said how then were you baptized it back up, they said, they said, under John's baptism, he said, John, barely baptized you with the baptism, saying that you should believe upon him uh, that cometh after him. And the Bible says, when they heard this, where's it at? Where's I just bought a thousand dollar computer. Is it rebooting? Okay. Just trust me. Go look it up later. Acts chapter 6 verses. Acts chapter 19 verse 1 through 6. He said, have you baptized? John's baptism. And, and then he said, he said, uh, John baptized you under repentance saying you should believe on him. should come after him. And, and when they heard this, the Bible tells us they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. They were re-baptized. All right, let me get back in my notes. Are you okay? I've only been preaching for 30, about 38 minutes. Are we okay? All right. So the Lord opened that. He attended to the things which were spoken of Paul. She did. And when she attended to things spoken of Paul, and when she was baptized and her household, watch this. She sought us, saying, if ye have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, how could Paul possibly judge her to be faithful to the Lord by her obedience to the word of God by being buried in the name of Jesus Christ? As the evidence gave heed by, by spoken by Paul. Let's continue. Acts chapter 16, verse 15. And when she was baptized, she said, judge me, faithful. Let me continue. The conversion. Let's go to the conversion of the Filipino Filipino jailer. Look at this. Acts chapter 16, verse 30. And brought them out, Paul brought them out and said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? And so the the jailer, the, the guard is saying, he brings Paul out. He's saying to Paul, the apostle, and you know the story, the, the, you know, the earthquake came, the, the sails sh- the opened up, the chains fell off their feet and their, and their hands, and, and the, the, the jailer was about to kill himself. And Paul said, don't kill yourself, we're all here. He freaked out, he went in there, all the prisoners were still there. No doubt Paul done prayed all them through, because they all stayed too. He, he got old Paul, he brought him out, began to wash the stripes that were on his back. He said, what must I do to be saved? Look at the question that he asked Paul. And they said, they looked at him, they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and, the, and you shall be saved in your house. Now, everybody stops right there. But that's not all Paul said this jailer he started out with truth that until you believe that Jesus is Lord nothing else I say to you will matter and the only way you're going to be saved is if you believe that Jesus is Lord Right? Look at Romans ten seventeen. I'm gonna come back to the jailer in a second. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God of God. What happens when we believe? What happens when we have faith? I quoted to you already John seven thirty-seven and verse 38 that when you believe out of your belly is going to flow rivers of living water. This was the Holy Ghost. Now watch this. Let's go back to the jailer. Verse number 32 chapter 16 of the book of Acts. And they spoke to him the word of the Lord. He said, what do I need to do to be saved? You've got to believe that Jesus Christ is the Messiah and you and your house will be saved. If that was it, why did Paul continue? Why didn't he just shut up? Why didn't he just finish right there, done? I believe, okay, we're done. Write your name on the cord. Give me a high five. We are going to heaven. Not at all. Not at all. He continued. Verse 34. And uh, verse 33. And he took them the same. The verse, first person. Let's go back. I want you to look at verse 32. And they. Who? The apostle Paul and uh, was it Silas that was with him? And they spoke to him the word of the Lord, right? And to all that were in his house, they preached the word of God. Look at verse 33 and he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes. Look at this the jailer and was baptized, he and all his straightway. Why? Because when Paul preached, the word of God he told that man you must repent you must be baptized how do you know that pastor Uh, I can't find that exactly right there because they went out and they got baptized if Paul would have not preached baptism the man would have never known to get baptized come on Use your noggin. It'd be surprised how many people try to argue against that. Verse 34. I'm going to wrap this up in an hour. Stay with me. This is something you can take home and use. You can study this. And when they had brought them into his house, he said, meet before them. And he rejoiced. Believing in God with all of His house. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Go back to the first verse. He brought him out of the jail. He said, "Sir, what do I need to, be, need to be to be saved?" Paul said, "Oh, that's easy. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you shall be saved." But you know, when the Bible said he actually believed after he was baptized. After he had repented, after he obeyed the word of God, the, Paul said, believe. But the Bible said he did believe, but he didn't say it until verse 34 when he was rejoicing, believing in God with all his house. Yes, believe in the Lord and thou shalt be saved. Absolutely. But you are not a believer. Until you're an obeyer. And I'm not going to get off of this. But it's just as plain as the day is long. Your faith. Your belief. Is dead. Without works. You can say you believe all you want. But until you get up and obey this word. Your faith is dead. If you are a true believer, you will obey God's word at any cost. If it means being excommunicated from your family, being cut off by your local assembly, being shut off by whoever, being cut off by religion or whatever it may be, it doesn't matter if it's in the word of God, then I want it. I want to obey it. I want to do it. I believe. I want to be saved. And I'm going to obey the word of God. Now, I'm in the book. They're not. Because they just get up and tell you none of this stuff is necessary. But they are lying to you. And they are deceiving you. It's time we get in the book. Let's lift our hands and love the Lord together. God, we love you. We praise you. Amen. I know I'm. I know I'm tough. Let me continue. And then Paul himself. Or being tough today. I'm actually just a big puppy dog, but we you be a little hard with the word today. Paul recounts his own conversion in Acts 22 and 10. And I said, what shall I do? Speaking to the Lord, right? And the Lord said unto me, Arise and go to Damascus, and there it shall be told thee of all things that are appointed for you to do. And when I could not see for the glory of the light being led by the hand of them, uh, that were with me, I came to Damascus, and one Ananias, the devout man, according to the law, having a, a good report, all the Jews which dwell there. Look at verse 13. Came to me and stood and said to me, "Brother Saul, receive your sight." And the same hour I looked upon him, and he said, "The God of our fathers Have chosen you that you should know uh, His will and see the see that just one, and should hear the voice of His mouth. For you shall be a witness to all men." Uh, Of what you have seen and heard. Look at verse number 16. And now why tarry you arise? Lord, what what do I do? Go to the place called straight. I'm going to send a man to you. He's going to tell you what you need to do. And in him telling Paul the apostle... Even though we don't find the exact words, it is obvious that Ananias looked at Paul the Apostle and said, you must be baptized. And how do we know that he was baptized in Jesus name? Because it's the only way Paul the Apostle baptized. Is in the name of Jesus. And now, and so Ananias says, now why tarry you? Arise, be baptized for what? Wash away your sins doing what? Calling on the name of the Lord. What must I do. I'm going to send a man. He's going to tell you, hang in there. It's going to be okay. Look at Acts chapter 9, verse number 6, the same experience. And he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what will you have me to do? Made a little bit more plain there. Verse 16 of chapter 22. Arise and be baptized for what? Washing away your sins. Wait a minute. Are you telling me that Paul the apostle had an experience so powerful? That it knocked him off his horse. It blinded him. He was brought to a city. God sent a prophet to him. And he was still in his sins. Yes. Because experiences in God doesn't take away your sin. Lots of people have experiences in God. You call on God, God's going to come to you. If you're sincere in your heart, God's going to come to you. Or He may send an angel to you. You can have all kinds of experiences. You can have dreams and visions. Go to the eighth chapter of the book of Acts. The Bible says they were full of joy. There were many miracles and healings. Blinded eyes open, lame walk, All kinds of miraculous things. Yet they were still in their sin. They still had to be baptized. They still had to be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Why? Because it's the plan of salvation. You mean everything that happened to Paul the apostle, he was still in his sins? Yes. And that's the reason why Ananias said, get up, Paul. God's got to work for you. But we've got to get buried in the name of Jesus. Why? To wash away your sins. Oh, I wish I had some help in the house. I feel like I'm losing you. Is this all you got? Fifty minutes? Is that all you got? Can I go a little longer? I get paid the same. I'm not going to ask you to pay your tithes twice. Because I preach too long. Baptizing the Philip. I'm almost done actually. Make our way to the Samaritans. Philip went there and he preached Christ, Acts 8 and 5. Look at this. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria. And what did he do? He preached what? Christ to them. The response to such preaching, Acts 8 and 12. But when they heard, they believed. Everybody say they believed? Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ. Ah, when they believed. But wait a minute. The religious world tells you once you believe, you're saved. It's not Bible. It's not Bible at all. To believe means to hear, approve, and obey. Hear, approve, and obey. Right? Here it says, here it says that, that when they believe Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus, they were baptized both men and women. Verse number 35, then Philip opened up his mouth. Now he makes his way to the Ethiopian, right? So he makes his way there. Philip opened up his mouth and began with the same scripture that the Ethiopian was reading while he was riding upon, uh, up, upon the chariot. And the Bible says from, I think it was the book of Isaiah, from the book of Isaiah, he began to preach him Jesus Christ. Huh? Verse number 36. And as they went on their way, they came to certain water and the eunuch said, see here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? Wait a minute. Nothing tells us that Philip preached baptism. It just says he preached Jesus Christ. Can I tell you that you have not preached Jesus Christ until you include the death, burial, and resurrection, which is baptism in his name. You have not preached the gospel of Jesus Christ until you include the death burial and resurrection you can preach on the love of god you can preach on the miracles of god you can preach on the provision of god all of those things are incredible but they are not the gospel the gospel is the death burial and resurrection it's what the word of god says and you can only get the death burial and resurrection by being baptized my god i feel the holy ghost in this place i wish i had a few apostolics in the church When you're buried in the name of Jesus, you receive the death, burial, and the resurrection. You receive the gospel. They went on their way just a little longer. They went on their way. I know you're clapping excitedly because you want me to quit. I got a few more minutes. And as they went on the way, they came to certain water, and the eunuch said, Here's water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, If you believe with all of your heart, you may be baptized. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to be still, and they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he was baptized. Preaching Jesus is preaching baptism. In His name. Our text: Matthew twenty-eight, nineteen, Mark sixteen, and fifteen. And I I conclude. Baptism was absolutely a part of every message preached by every apostle. Even when you make your way into the epistles. Book of Romans chapter 6. Colossians 2nd chapter. It just is. And and we may do part 2 on baptism. But it just floods through it. All over the place. We are buried with him in baptism. Buried into his death. When we look into the. We look into the word of God. Let me put this this way. I want to. I'm look at something here. When you go through the examples in God's Word, some examples there may be believed, and some there may be confessed, and some there may be healed. But in every example of the plan of salvation being preached, Acts 2 14 through 41, Acts 8 15 through 13, Acts 8 35 through 39, Acts 9 tw- 22 and 26, Acts 22 and 16, Acts 10 34 through 38, Acts 16, 13 through 15. Acts 16, 30 through 34. Acts 19 verses 1 through 6. Every single one of them talk about baptism. Yeah. Because you can't be saved without being buried in Jesus' name. Peter said it himself in 1 Peter chapter three, verse 21, here doth now also baptism save us, not to put in the way of the filth of the flesh, but the showing of a good conscience towards God. How do you get a good conscience towards God by having your sins removed? If you are laden with sin and full of guilt, you cannot have a good conscience towards God. But if you are buried in the name of Jesus, your sins are removed and now you have a good conscience towards God. Now I can enter into the throne room of grace boldly and call upon his name. Not because I'm self-righteous, but because his blood is upon me. His blood has covered me. His righteousness has covered me. And that comes through baptism. Let's stand. And this is just... This is just skimming the surface. Somebody, pray tell me. How can 95% of the religious world never mention this when the entire book of Acts is overlaid with it? I'll tell you how they bypass that book entirely because they don't want that plan of salvation. They want to walk right out of the Gospels, right into the epistles. and They want to go straight to Romans chapter 9, verse 10. I think I have that right, or 10 and 9 or 9 and 10. If thou confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, thou shalt be saved. That's exactly what Paul told, told the Filipina Joe. He said, all you got to do is confess. If that's enough, then stop preaching. Paul, you're wasting your breath. No, wait a minute. I said that you have to believe on him. You have to confess him that he is Lord. And you and your house will be saved. How do I do that? Oh, I'm going to tell you how to do that. You have to repent of your sins. Oh, yes, you do. You have to acknowledge to God that you're a sinner and you need him and you need his righteousness and his goodness. And then, and then, because you cannot rid yourself of your sins, Jesus came to this earth and he rid them for you. He went to the cross for you. He shed his blood. But the only way you get that blood applied is you have to go down in the water in his name. Why? For the remission of your sins. You do realize that there is only way, only one way, and the entire word of God mentioned how to get rid of your sins. and It's baptism. Baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Every head bowed, music if you'll come. I wish I had a preacher preach to me like this when I was lost. I wish there was someone that loved me enough to preach to me this way. Somehow by his mercy, somehow by his goodness, by his grace, he found me. He chose me. He called me out. And somehow through my stubbornness. And my love for religion more than my love for God. Somehow he just kept working on me and working on me and working on me. And I was able to find it in God's word. And I remember when I received that revelation one night. You know, over and over. I I didn't touch on this, but over and over. The Bible uses the word speedily, immediately. They didn't waste any time. They didn't say, "Well, you know what? I'm going to go home and think about this." They responded immediately. I need to be buried in the name of Jesus. You say, well, I've already been baptized. <laughs> well, Pastor was baptized. 3 times 4 if you want to count Jesus Baptized Baptist Church Father Son Holy Ghost Baptizing in a charismatic church in the river Father Son Holy Ghost Baptizing in an assembly of God church in a tank Horse trough river tank regular baptism and Father, Son, Holy Ghost one day I stumbled into a Women's Globe meeting With nothing about me worthy of God, nothing I was a I was not a good boy but when that Man started preaching, talking to them women. My hair was long enough to be one of them. Down about midway in my back, feathered on the side. I looked nice. Split down the middle. He probably thought I was a woman. That's why nobody called me out. Looked just like one of them just sitting there. And... um, He was talking to women about women things. God started dealing with my heart. Listen, God's amazing. You can be preaching on peanut butter and somebody come get baptized in Jesus' name. God's amazing. He knows how to take that word and get in your heart. Especially if you're hungry. The Lord filled me with the Holy Ghost that day. The Bible says the Spirit comes to you to lead you into all truth. And all of a sudden, this Word was brand new to me. I began to study its pages, began to devour the Word. I stayed in my room for weeks. I'd only come out to eat and go to school. I'd come home, I'd go back in that room, and I'd just read and read. Wanted the word. God was leading me into truth. One night at midnight, well, a little early, probably 11 o'clock at night, it just sort of stood up in its page Go ye therefore into all nations, baptizing them in the name. And that word name just came out. And the Lord was speaking to me, saying, Son, this is what you're hunger for. It's just what you're hungering for. I need to complete my work in you. I need you to take on my name so I can wash you from your sins. We got on the phone just because we just didn't know. Started making phone calls. I knew that Pentecostal churches baptized in Jesus' name. Of course, I thought they were all the same and have a clue. Called some and no, no, no. Bless God, we're not going to do that. That's heresy. What do you mean heresy? It's in God's word. How can it be heresy? Click. Religion, 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 religion. Finally, I found a true apostolic church at, at almost midnight. You know how I know that? They were eating at midnight. They were at a wedding reception eating fried chicken, southern Louisiana. Oh, yeah. Maybe some crawfish tails. I don't remember. I asked the preacher, if we came by there, would you baptize us? This was on a Saturday. He said, well, son, we'll be having church in the morning. I said, no, sir. If you don't baptize me tonight, I'll find someone that will. The Bible said when they received truth, they immediately responded. There was something about it. They couldn't hold it back. So my, the man that became my pastor, Brother Creel, he went, <laughs> woo, come on down, son, I'll baptize you. Six foot four, five, I don't know how tall. Big old guy, white hair, powerful man of God. Buried me and my mother in the name of Jesus. That was 35 years ago. Let me tell you something. I have never sought for anything else from that day. Three times I was buried in the titles, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. But something was still amiss in my heart. Hunger was still there. But when I came out of that water, in the name of Jesus, my whole life changed. Everything about me was different. I've been cleansed of my sins. Because only His blood can do that. Only His name can do that nothing else can do that only the name of Jesus can cleanse you from your sins and so I beckon you today that if you have not been buried in Jesus name we have a we have a tank out there ready to go the heaters go and it's nice and warm and and it's, it's clean circulating nice clean water it's not like that old dirty Jordan Referring to a verse in the Bible. It's one of them clean tanks. Oh, yeah. You say, well, Pastor, i be honest with you. I don't know if I was baptized in Jesus' name. Thank you for being honest with me. Can I be honest with you? If you're not sure, the chances are almost A hundred percent, you were not. Because when you go down in the name of Jesus, you will never forget it. Never. Never. And when you come out of that water, your life is going to be changed forever. Your sins are going to be washed away. There's going to be an experience in God you have never had. I I know you're walking with Him. Listen, you would not be here today if you did not love Him. You certainly would not sit there and listen to this preacher scream at you. If you weren't in love with Him. This isn't about do you believe. This isn't about do you love Him. This is have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed. Have you been baptized in Jesus' name since you believed. This is how much God loves you. He's brought you here today, and He He knows your love for Him. He knows your prayer. He hears your words. He loves you so much. He wants to bring you higher in Him. And so He brought you here today so that you can hear the Word of God that says, Come, let me parry you in my name. Let me put you in the water in my name. I wonder if the church would come right now. Maybe someone next to you. Why don't you just say, hey, let's go down and pray. Let's all come pray together. Let's come thank God for truth. Let's come worship the Lord for a little bit here today. Bring someone with you. Let's not leave anyone in the pews. To our guests, please come. Come pray with us. If you choose not, that's okay. We love you. We're glad you're with us. But we invite you to come. Come be with us. We'd love to bury you in Jesus' name. Give us that wonderful opportunity. Give us that wonderful chance to bury you in the name of the Lord. I hope that I can bury some today. I hope that I can baptize someone here today. But even if not, I know that this kind of word has a way of working on hearts and so the days to come the weeks to come I know it's going to happen but I wish you'd do it today I wish you would respond immediately don't wait don't wait God loves you so much He ministered to you today He loves you so much He's come to talk to you today don't clog up my aisles come on down just a little bit we're almost done church thank you for being patient I know I preached a long time